0: Welcome to Championship Weekend and the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host Adam Castle here, as always, my co-host Ed Birdsall. Mister Birdsall, are you ready? I said, "Are you
1: ready?" You know that's from you know that's from Adam. Some wrestling thing. Very good. I'm very impressed. Yes, that is uh, what Triple H would say uh, as part of uh, Degeneration X. Does that mean anything to you?
0: Okay, I know Triple H, Hunter Holmes Helmsley. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. I, I, oh. I had to think
1: about that one, but close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Or, or Paul Levesque. Or Paul Levesque.
0: Or Paul Levesque. Yeah, I know about of Triple H. Yes. Um, but I don't know. Also- Do you know who the other big member of
1: D-Generation D- D- X was, by any chance? Or is, because he's still alive.
0: Is it... Oh, God. I know, like, three wrestlers. I'm just a
1: sexy boy.
0: Sexy boy!
1: Come on, Adam. I don't know. I don't watch wrestling. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh. Does that maybe mean anything to you? A little. Okay. Then you have X-Pac. You have the uh, ninth wonder of the world, China. Badass Billy Gunn. Road Dog Jesse James. Degeneration X, and of course, honorary member Mike Tyson.
0: What? What? Mike Tyson? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Mike. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is an yeah. Mike Tyson uh, got into a big fight with Stone Cold Steve Austin on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, great
0: guy. Great guy.
1: Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Not Mike Tyson.
0: Interesting. Well, there is your wrestling content for the day. Oh, I could keep going if you want me to. No, we can't. We have a we have a strict time limit. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um championship weekend here it is you know it's huge a lot of huge news with regards to quarterbacks i this is crazy you'd think you would expect this for those idiots that play week 18 championships not for not heading into traditional championship sunday
1: yeah for where pure unsolicited
0: chaos to occur yeah and we'll get there we'll talk about it as we go through the games but and also good.
1: adam before we get to anything else yes very best of luck at the guillotine final sorry
0: best of luck to you very, as best, well. of luck. very best of very best of luck
1: very best of luck
0: yeah although all my running backs are fucking dropping like flies getting up on the injury report like <laughs> <laughs> mine aren't it's nonsense tony pollard miles sanders kenneth walker josh jacobs i don't know he's not injured but his situation is terrible and guess who has the Zeke to your Tony Pollard to the guillotine? I know. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there like right now.
1: Well, we're going to get there right now. Yeah.
0: All right. Great segue. Great job. Yeah. Thursday night football, Dallas Cowboys, Tennessee Titans. Big news here Malik Willis benched for Joshua Dobbs. And for good reason, because Malik Willis sucks. Well, he's raw.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, that's what it is. He's raw. He needs a full training campus as, as the guy to really get a hold of, the, of what the fuck is going on. And clearly, he has no, he has no idea. So why, why why are we surprised?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough one for Josh Jobs. I mean, potentially no Derrick Henry in this game either. He's doubtful heading into, he, heading into this. Mm-hmm. Not what people want to hear going into the championships. Um, I guess the receivers are okay enough. But you know the defense, is, yeah, whoopee. The defense uh, is losing a lot of starters, um, and then for Dallas, like Tony Pollard, he didn't practice all week, and he's questionable. Correct. So I mean, at that point, it's a, it's literally probably a coin flip. It's a game time decision.
1: No, I think I according to according to my sources, I don't know if I don't know if it's public yet, but I got a text about thirty minutes ago that, that Pollard is out.
0: Oh, he is out. Okay.
1: Yes, according to my people, according to my people, I don't know if. I don't know if um, Schefter, Schefter, Rap Sheet, Glazer, anybody tweeted that out, but my people have told me as of, uh, I would say probably, actually, let me just, let me check my, let me check my text. I'll tell, I'll tell you the exact time. Todd Archer, Uh, maybe? It it was 102. 102. And it is 158 on the East. So I got that text 56 minutes ago that, that Pollard was out.
0: Yeah, so... You know, if you have Zeke, fire him up. And I'm a you...
1: little, I'm a little spectacle about it because I don't think I think people are gonna automatically default to, oh yeah, Zeke is gonna get the biggest workload of the year. I think we see a lot of Malik Davis in this game. I, I, I don't think that it is just Zeke getting the majority of the ball. Does does he see more of the ball? Probably. He'll probably get north of 20 touches. But do I think he gets 25 touches and all of a sudden he's getting the Pollard? uh pass catching work? No, I don't. I don't. I think it's a little a little bit of an uptick, but not significant. Like I'm I had Zeke as my RB 18 coming into the week with Pollard as my RB13. I moved Zeke up three spots. So he's just my RB15. So he's still a very good RB2. You could still play him, but it also goes in line with what I've said about the Titans all year. You could pass on the Titans. You can't run on them. Sure. So this could be a game for C D for Michael Gallup for Dalton Schultz for Eugene T Y Hilton could be a game for those sort of guys to to have a significant impact. And, and Dak, I think, is a really, really good start this week as well. Those are the kind of guys that I think could have a bit of a game. With Zeke, I think it's kind of the same as usual. I, I don't really think it gets much uh, greater than this. I think his range of outcome is still much of the same. He's gonna get you 15 and 19 points if he scores. If he doesn't, it'll still be kind of eh. But with no Tony Pollard there, he could probably be in the range of about 20 to 23 or four touches and should have a stable enough floor where you could start him as an RB2 and you could feel pretty comfortable about it.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, this game, like game script wise, does if you look, if you want to look at that, like it it factors in or favors the running game, but also I see your point with that. And I mean the Titans. At this point, it's just sorry. <laughs> Basically, like you you can't really, especially if Derrick Henry is going to be out uh, this game, like you're you're fucked. If you're, so, yeah, so at, the tra- question at trailon Burks what? or Robert Woods.
1: Uh, the only guy that I think I would consider is Traylon Burks, and even then, I really wouldn't do it. There really isn't anybody for Tennessee. It's interesting. Even a, even a, a son Haskins, Hassan Haskins. There we go. I can barely speak. Um, He's a little—he's tricky, because I want—I want to read you this this stat, Adam. Take a guess. Actually, yeah, take a guess. How many—how many carries, not touches, carries? Do you think separate Derrick Henry and the second guy on the death chart for the Titans this year? Take a guess.
0: Who is the second guy on the death chart for the Titans? Is it uh, Hassan, I, think, Hassan?
1: I think it's Asan Haskins. Yes. Okay. So how many touches? I don't have that information in front of me, but how many touches? Let's say this Hassan Haskins. How many t- how many carries do you think separate Derrick Henry from Hassan Haskins?
0: Um, I'm going to say it's probably a triple digit number. It is. Uh, I'm going to say 200. More. Really. More. 250. More. 300. A little less. 290. Higher. Two
1: ninety
0: five, two hundred and ninety seven, two ninety seven, two hundred and ninety seven. Derrick Henry is a is a carry eater. Yeah, he he's the offense. He's the offense. So it's
1: it's 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 a little hard, honestly, to see anybody else getting that same amount of work. So for me, I would fade the Titans if if at all possible, and. Like the, I think what we're going to do on this on this podcast was like highlight one guy that could be a sneaky little play, and Michael Gallup would be that guy uh, for me. He's at six targets in four of the last five, and basically all of his targets for the year have come after Week Nine. I believe it's about sixty seven percent of his targets have come after Week Nine.
0: Well, he would have so, caught a touchdown on Sunday if not for the sun, literally. True,
1: true. I I actually do think that the Titans, the Titans do a pretty decent job of covering wide receiver ones. They haven't done a very good job against wide receiver twos and less. So I think Gallup could get a lot of open looks in this matchup versus against, you know, Tennessee versus what CD lamb could get. So I actually think Gallup could be a really, really sneaky play as like a, as a wide receiver three in 10 man leagues, or even as, as a flex play in uh in half in 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 10 team leagues and and of course deeper
0: i don't know i think you really can i think it's even better just because the titans defense is is the walking wounded like yeah they have nine guys on ir already basically on defense Mm -hmm. uh what is this four corners on ir and then uh christian fulton is doubtful for this game. Yeah, they're banged up. Their starting linebackers up. are all doubtful. Uh, Amani Hooker, their safety is out. Josh Thompson, another safety is out. It's, it's not great. No. No, most certainly not. And, I mean, there's also the theory of the Titans resting guys ahead of their divisional showdown with Jacksonville in week 18. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing you have to factor in. Um, I don't know if you saw Doug Peterson say, oh, all games are meaningful. We don't rest players when everybody when the Nate Sudfeld fiasco is in is in recent memory. Yeah. (laughs) But um, that's definitely something that Mike Vrabel is thinking about. But also the fact of the matter is, is that the Titans defense is just they're starting practice squad guys at this point. I mean,
1: even when they weren't, they were. Absolutely woeful. Night they allowed 19 points last week to Houston, lost, and then 36 and 35 to Jacksonville and Philadelphia. So you're not you're not starting Tennessee. You are starting Dallas. Yep. I was very tempted actually to put Dallas my number one defense this week. I just couldn't do it when San Francisco is playing Jared. Didham.
0: I know. Oh my God. That's something else. Well, let's get into uh one o'clock. The Jets are playing at four, so that we'll save that game for later. Uh, let's go with the Cardinals and the Falcons. Colt McCoy cleared concussion protocol. He will be starting in this game. Is that correct?
1: Uh, yep. Yep. Colt McCoy ready to go.
0: So we should be seeing something f- more for, you know, guys like, uh, Hopkins. And <laughs> it can't get any worse. Well, it can actually, technically it can get any, it can get worse.
1: Well, for DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, that was the, I think that was the worst game of his career.
0: Probably. Statistically. I
1: mean, he's never, he's never had a zero. Yeah, he's never had a zero. He was one catch and four yards less away from having his first zero.
0: Oof, it's
1: rough. Uh, you could what? you could have started a team, and realistic realistically had three receivers of Devonte Adams, Stefan Diggs, and DeAndre Hopkins, and they all would have gotten you less than ten points in full point PPR.
0: God, yep. I hate it. I hate it so much.
1: Yeah, and if you if you were really you know getting. Gritty about it, and you had like Nick Folk, um, the Titans defense against Houston, uh, Gerald Everett as a tight end. You realistically could have started a team that, that put up 25 30 points in, in a fantasy semifinal.
0: Oh, very easily, very easily. Horrible. Um, who's a guy for this in this game that you're looking at starting? I, for me, I like the running backs. Arizona is uh, pitiful against the run. They are 28th in fantasy points allowed to uh, to running backs. And Tyler Algier has looked pretty good. Yeah, And the Falcons like to run.
1: Yeah, last week he looked really, really good. I mean, Falcons only put up nine points, but Algier still had 18 carries, 74 rushing yards, 43 receiving yards on five targets, four catches. He looked good. He looked good, and it looks like that he's finally taking over as the lead running back in this offense away from uh, Cordero Patterson, who, yeah, I have Cordero Patterson lower in my ranks. I have Patterson at 36, and then Tyler Algier at 24. So I have Algier's top 24 play this week. Yeah, I'm liking Algier. I'm liking the look of him as a a flex-level play um, for the fantasy championships. And then uh, for James Conner as well. I'm loving James Conner in, in, in fantasy championships. I have James Conner at my highest point that I've had him ranked this year. James Conner is my RB5 this week. I absolutely love him. Start him up. Fire him up. And as for DeAndre Hopkins, if, if you somehow managed to get to a fantasy championship with DeAndre Hopkins after the absolute colossal bust that was last week, uh, fire him up and he is going to repay you in a very, very big way because I think uh, Arizona is going to put up a ton of points and against a super soft secondary for Atlanta. I don't think this gets much better than this, quite frankly.
0: What about uh, Jets legend Greg Dorch? Just I I'm just kidding. Is Trace, start...
1: Bixor, is Trace Victory starting? No. Then, no. no. That, that that never Greg Dorch.
0: Never. Fair. Okay. Uh next game, Bears Lions in Detroit. Uh monitor the injury reports for Jamal Williams. Is he on the injury report still?
1: Um. Yes. 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 The yes. only the only major issue right now for the Lions that I at least I saw was that was Jamal Williams being uh being questionable as of, as of now.
0: Yeah. So definitely keep that in mind, and um. Yeah. Just just see that that who's a guy from this game that you're that you're looking to start in fantasy championships.
1: Honestly, I think for every fantasy manager of every notable uh, Chicago Bear and Detroit Lion, I I think this is a great matchup for both of them. We look at the defensive stats for the Bears and the Lions. The Lions, I mean, they are just bright green in pretty much every category. They are dead last in points per game, yards per game, uh, yards per play, rushing yards per game, rushing yards per attempt. They are basically bottom four or five in all of those categories. Same thing for the Chicago bears. The only thing that they eclipse is they are seventh per game in in yards per game. They allow just about 360 yards uh, per game to opposing quarterbacks. And this is in Detroit as well, where there have been shootouts there all year long. This has the makings of the game that we talk about as the game where a lot of fantasy championships are decided because you have guys that are playing in this matchup, your Justin Fields, your David Montgomery, um, even your Cole Komet, who I don't mind as a top twelve tight end play this week, I don't I don't mind him uh, a bit. Uh, you're, then your Jared Goff, your DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown. The, there's league winning potential here with all of those guys, especially Justin Fields, who is really I I, I love him this week Could I think all the questions about can Justin Fields pass can Justin Fields pass. We're going to find out because there is no easier team to pass on than the Detroit lions. So we're going to think fig- we're going to find out the answer to that question this week. Uh, I like him a ton. And those are the, those are the guys that I think I I'd be starting. I don't know though with the running backs, if, if Jamal Williams doesn't play.
0: Well, he's actually more... off the injury report. I actually they did take him ES- off on ESPN.
1: Okay. All right. So yeah, he's going to play. Yeah. He's definitely going to play. Ah, uh, would probably fade both those running backs, honestly. Like, I know if you have one, then you have to play him. But if you have both of them and you have to decide, I guess it depends on what your options are and hopefully there are questions about that in the mailbag, uh, maybe to give people an idea. But I guess I would be going with Swift because with Jamal Williams, you need a touchdown. You, you need a touchdown with Jamal Williams. And I mean, can, honestly, can he-
0: Swift too. Because Swift, like, he doesn't get – he hasn't been getting as much PPR work. As he has in past years.
1: Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't at all. You're, 100, you're 100% right. Hence, hence the hesitation. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you can really trust either one of them. But um, what I do know is that you absolutely can trust Justin Fields and you absolutely can trust Jared Goff. Uh, where do I have uh, the two quarterbacks this week? I have Justin Fields as my QB three and I have Jared Goff as my QB six. So just to show you how much I I love uh, both these players this week.
0: All right, cool, cool. Next up, Denver at Kansas City.
1: And by the way, I just want to backtrack for a second. You are not starting the Bears or the Lions. Defense.
0: Correct. Yeah, correct. That's, I hope that that was gleaned uh, by the fact that we were talking about how much of a shootout this game is going to be. I I hope so.
1: I hope so. But there will be people that will literally say,
0: But you didn't talk about the Bears and the Lions defense. I don't know. I feel like, well, whatever. So Broncos, Chiefs, uh, Nathaniel Hackett got fired. Uh,
1: Hallelujah.
0: That's the big news coming out of this game. And I mean, also all the receivers for the Broncos, the three big receivers for the Broncos are all on the injury report with various injuries. So definitely monitor that heading into this game, but who's a guy in this game that you are looking to start in fantasy championships? Not obvious, obviously, because uh, you can just say, oh, Patrick Mahomes, he's fantastic. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Oh, my God. But somebody like, I don't know. I think Jarrett McKinnon could be that. You know, Jared McKinnon, his breakout game was against the Broncos. Yes, it was. Lest be forget.
1: Yes, it was. And so, then the other guy... The other guy who I'm going to say also his breakout game was against the Chiefs. That's Jerry Judy, eight seventy three and three last time that these two teams played. And I think with Nathaniel Hackett out, we're going to see a scheme that I think is more friendly to Russell Wilson to kind of, I guess, curtail to what Russell Wilson does best, which is get outside the pocket, make plays with his legs, not necessarily be this pocket passing merchant that he was with, Nathaniel Hackett, um, I, I have a good feeling about Judy this week, and I'm I, I not saying it's going to be this 873 and three, but do I think a Jerry Judy can score? Yes, I do. I do, and the Chiefs are horrendous against number one wide receivers. Horrendous, and according to our metrics and everything that we that we've been using in the industry, the number one receiver is Jerry Judy for this offense. So Jerry Judy projects as that guy that has the best matchup on the field. If you're looking at Cortland Sutton, uh, the chiefs are about 15th against wide receiver two. So about middle of the pack. So he should be okay, but I don't know if I would be really willing willing to start him again. It all comes down to what we talked about. You're not winning a fantasy championship because of the Denver Broncos, but you're hoping that Jerry Judy goes into this matchup and does what he was able to do a couple weeks ago. And, Every advanced mat- metric calls for a really, really, really good day for for Jerry Judy, but for the um, for the receivers, for the likes of Juju Schuster, MVS, this is not a good matchup for them. This is not a good matchup for them. They do not match well with the Denver Broncos, and and low key, the Broncos, the Broncos do a really good job of. I don't want to say stopping Patrick Mahomes because that's not it, but they slow that offense down. There are drives where we see the chiefs go up against the Broncos where they don't necessarily look all that great. I mean, of course they put up points because the chiefs put up points against everybody, but matched up on paper, um, the Broncos are top 10 against wide receiver ones, wide receiver twos, and then everybody else. So the wide receivers could have a tough day. Um, but of course, Travis Kelsey, I mean, you don't need me to tell you this. He's unbelievable. And you're going to start him as such. Um, and the Broncos, really the one position that they do really do struggle against is the tight end position. So I, I kind of think that this is going to be a good a good opportunity for Travis Kelsey to have himself a, uh, a nice little day in fans championships. I know he didn't score against uh, the Broncos last time out. I think that changes at home.
0: I think so. All right next game and you are and you
1: are starting the chiefs you are starting the chiefs defense
0: yeah i think so next game uh, the biannual matchup of two teams that i hate dolphins patriots big news in this one tua actually i should let you say say his name Tua will tackle ability to be alabama thank you you're welcome he he is not going to be playing in this game Due to uh, concussion symptoms, being in the concussion protocol, um, just horrible. Feel really bad for Tua at this point.
1: It's, it's his third one of the year. Second one that's been officially confirmed, but we all know the story.
0: Yeah, we all know the story, and it's going to be uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Teddy Bridgewater is is a good quarterback. This is not. Listen. He doesn't give you the big playability of Tua, but he still can – it's a safe floor for this Dolphins offense. Sure. Sure. Yeah,
1: I think so. I, I, I'm I, not fading the likes of Tyreek Hill or, or Jalen Waddle. I, I, I still like both of them, even with even with t- t- Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I mean, it's not like you have many better options to begin with. So I'm, st- I'm still starting Reek. I'm still starting Waddle. Um, let me just see if I, if I downgraded them at all because of it.
0: Uh, nope, nope, I didn't. I feel waddle like I wouldn't I, be able to get over it if I benched Tyree kill or Jalen and waddle in a fantasy championship, just because of that. That's going to be,
1: a, that's going to be a theme of this, of this whole episode is we get to this point in the year where you can't get cute. You got to, you just have to play your guys and, and hope for the best. Um, uh, even though it would be a lot nicer if it were to, uh, um, you still have to play reek and you still have to play waddle waddle my wide receiver 12 tyree Hill, my wide receiver two so play them both fire them up and uh get the, and reap the benefits of uh of having the miami dolphins in fantasy this year because they've been they've been great all year
0: yep um anybody else who is there a guy on this in this game that you think that uh like an under the radar guy do you think people should be starting um I like one of
1: the running backs here. If I had to pick one, it probably would be Jeff Wilson, but I don't love it because they're Mm -hmm. basically kind of eating into each other and it's kind of annoying. So honestly, I think my best bet would be just to fade both of them. I mean, if you're in, if you're in like a third place game and you, and, and someone like just drops Jeff Wilson, pick up Jeff Wilson and start him. I mean, you're not playing, for, you're playing for your money back. And it's just like at that point, well, it's just like a thousand dollar league. And it's like, oh, a thousand dollars. And that's like, that's one thing, but a thousand dollars. That was a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah. I pre listen, I put up ridiculous sums of money for fantasy every year. I don't have, I don't have a league that's even close to a thousand dollars. But with that being said, I, I would probably say Jeff Wilson would be the guy that I would think about in this backfield. Um, and then outside of that, for Miami, there isn't really anybody. And then for and for New England, um, I mean, you kind of have to play Ramondre Stevenson, right? Even after the dud last week, two straight weeks now of Ramondre Stevenson making absolutely boneheaded, dumb, silly decisions. But I kind of think you have to play him.
0: Yeah, well... I mean that last one was probably more Jacoby Myers than Ramondre Stevenson. I mean he it started buff. it. He started it, but I mean Jacoby Myers. God, Ugh. Uh,
1: it, yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of both, but guilty by association. But then last week it was all Ramondre Stevenson. They should have won. They should have won the game, and they didn't. And you mean know, you, you still have to play Ramondre Stevenson. You have to.
0: Yeah. I kind of like the dolphin, or I don't, I like Ramondre more than any of the Dolphins running backs because the oh, Dolphins absolutely. running backs haven't done anything after the buy for that.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson is my RB seven this week and Mostert and Jeff Wilson are Wilson is my, my RB 35 and Mostert is my RB 39. All right. So, there you go.
0: Also, clip that. I just said a nice thing about the Patriots. You did? Yeah. Indirectly, but you did. Indirectly, but yes. All right. Next game up is the game formerly known as the Manning Bowl.
1: And And by the way, you are starting both Miami and the Patriots defenses in this matchup, especially New England.
0: Yeah. Okay. Next game, the game formerly known as the Manning Bowl, the Colts at the Giants, and I mean, ah, I I saw on Twitter, somebody said a limp dick, Nick. And I think it's probably a very apt comparison or a very apt descriptor. That's apt. Yep. Yeah. He was awful. That bad. Very bad. And I mean, all the goodwill that Jeff Saturday uh, got when after beating Josh McDaniels, in that sort of revenge game in his first game has just all evaporated because the Colts still look terrible. Are they one in five with Jeff Saturday? Um,
1: I could look at their, I believe that's right.
0: Probably because the only,
1: the, cause he's been in the job. He's at six. He had said six games in the job. They are. The, only, the only game that they won was against the Raiders.
0: That's correct.
1: God, Josh McDaniels should be fired just because he lost these freaking Colts. I know. He should be fired just based on that alone.
0: He should be fired for a lot of other reasons, but we'll get there. He is, I fucking hate that. He is such an asshole. We'll it's, not get there. A, it's not even a Patriots thing. It's just because he's an asshole. We'll get there. But um, for the Colts, like, who are you? You're not starting anybody. Nope. this team.
1: Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Nope. Even Michael Pittman. Yeah. I'm not doing it. No way. No, 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 no. You want an uh-uh.
0: under you want an under the radar guy though for the Giants? Sure. Isaiah Hodgins.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like he, it a lot.
0: He got a lot of targets in that Minnesota game. I think it, it keeps up.
1: So do you want to know where I have Michael Pittman in my wide receiver ranks this week? Sure. My lowest of the year by a sizable amount. Michael Pittman is my wide receiver 34 this week. Oh my God. He's barely a wide receiver three. That's awful. You can't start him. You can't do it. Oh. Uh-uh. I'd rather Drake London. I'd rather Jahan Dotson. I'd rather Alan Lazard. I'd rather Deontay Johnson. I'd rather Hollywood Brown. Hell, I'd rather Gabe Davis.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Michael Pittman's gonna probably not even gonna hit a thousand yards. Only scored two touchdowns all year. Dreadful.
1: Dreadful. Bust.
0: He's a bust. Yeah, he is a bust.
1: Yep, gotta call it as this. He's a bust. 90 catches catches, though. Not his fault. Not his fault. fault. He he's been he's been fine in in PPR. He just hasn't scored.
0: Yep. He has not scored.
1: He's, he's, in the sa- he's in the same way as Mike Evans is a bust. Mike Evans just hasn't scored the touchdowns. He has three touchdowns all year. Bust.
0: Yeah. Well, also, his yardage is so volatile. But he's Mike still going to get the
1: 1,000. He's still going to get yeah. the 1,000 yards, which is crazy.
0: I know. But, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a guy for this game, Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, Giants defense. That's, that, too. That's th- that is the unit. Yeah. Wink Martindale is going to like he he even said like in the in some of his press conferences that he was really looking forward to the opportunity to play this this Colts offense and gee I wonder why yeah and it's like no shit you know I wonder
1: fucking why
0: <laughs> yeah it was it was a pitiful pitiful performance on Monday so let's move on to uh did you know this is Jalen Hurts's first start against this can against this very team
1: Yes, it is. Made his debut against the Saints.
0: Yep, in Philadelphia, I think also. Yep. So, but he will not be playing probably in this game. Yep.
1: No. No, it's not looking like it.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, Saints Eagles in Philly. Another week of Gardner Minshew, Miles I like San- Miles Sanders on the injury report. AJ Brown on the injury report. Please keep that in mind. Alvin Kamara also on the injury report.
1: Devonta Smith last week promoting stealing of the Salvation Army. Terrible terrible guy uh, yeah disgraceful absolutely abhorrent
0: don't you know that Kettle is only for sitting and not putting money into
1: no 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 no, no. that is abhorrent what Devonte Smith tried to promote on national television disgusting disgraceful behavior <laughs> my team my team tries to promote the Salvation Army because Salvation Army is a great organization please consider donating. meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles, those scum, Oops. they tried to promote stealing. They tried to promote stealing from a great organization. D- terrible. What kind of message does that send to the children? Think about the children, Adam.
0: I will. I will think about the children.
1: An absolutely disgraceful message by an absolutely low class, low grade organization.
0: Okay. I okay. Just remember to think about. Okay. Uh yeah, so the Eagles, I mean, I don't know. It's going to probably be more of the same. As, you're starting uh, your guys. You're yeah. starting
1: your guys for the Eagles. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Miles, the Miles Sanders one is a, is a bit tricky, but he is expected to play still. Um, if there's no Miles Sanders for whatever reason, you're not starting a, an Eagles running back. But I actually do like Gardner Minshew a, a, a fair amount. Uh, he is a top 12 quarterback for me this week. So if anybody needs a streamer, um, I mean, I said last week, if you if you were without Jalen Hurts, just go pick up Gardner Minshew and just start Gardner Minshew. And if you did, you're probably in this situation now. So why change it? Just start Gardner Minshew.
0: Yeah. Um, would you start public enemy number one in the eyes of Cowboys fans, Devonta Smith? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would. Because I feel like, well, he he did really well with Gardner Minshew uh, last week, mm-hmm. and how much of that is just like what the defense is giving them trying to trying to really stop AJ Brown, and then it left Devonta Smith open. Um, we'll see in this game, but I think that you know the Saints are terrible. Like the Eagles are going to pass all over them, and it's going to be one of those kinds of games. Well, Dallas
1: Dallas two is also very 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 bad against uh, number two wide receivers. I believe they're fourth in points allowed to number two wide receivers on the year, and then they're top 10 in defending wide receiver ones. So seeing A.J. Brown, you know, he probably was hurt too. So it was a lot of Devontae Smith peppering. Um, But with that being said, I still would start Devontae Smith against against New Orleans, yeah.
0: All right. Anybody for this game that you're like, that you would, uh, you know, off the beaten path. Uh, Jawan Johnson, I would consider.
1: Jawan Johnson, I would consider. I, th-
0: I, think the Saints are
1: are probably going to get destroyed, and with that being said, they're going to have to pass the ball, um, quite frequently. And Eddie Dalton does like throwing to Jawan Johnson, so yeah, I, I would, I would definitely give uh, Jawan Johnson a considerable look. Um, and then if Chris Olave does play. I think I would start him as a mid wide receiver. I'd say a low end wide receiver too. I don't think he's a mid wide receiver too, but a low end, sure.
0: Cool. All right, this one. Eagles defense, by the way, must start. Yes. Is can the Panthers clinch if they win this game? Or uh, they no, they have to. They, win have to they, they have to win out. Oh, they have to win out. Okay. Yes, they have to win out. So, uh. Panthers, Buccaneers, Tampa Bay looking for revenge against uh, Carolina after what they did in Charlotte earlier this season. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, you kind of – the running game, I think, could work for, for Carolina in this one. And the receivers, I don't know. I wouldn't be crazy about starting D.J. Moore here. Um, and the, honestly, the running game for both teams, like I think Leonard Fournette and Rashad White, you know, both had great games against Arizona. And they could definitely be worth starts. Same with Chris Goblin. Tom Brady likes to throw especially those uh, those quick screen passes to Chris Goblin. It seems like he's looking his way more than Mike Evans.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's it's Chris Godwin's been the number one receiver for Tampa Bay. That's just been matter-of-fact. It's been Godwin. It hasn't been been Evans. Um, But with that, I think Evans will get his 50, 60 yards, and and Brady will make sure he gets his 1,000, and they'll probably never speak again just because of of this year and how bad Mike Evans has been. Honestly, I think statistically, I think this has been the worst year of Mike Evans' career.
0: Well, this is like – I remember we did a bowl prediction show. I think it might've been before the 2019 season with the three of us uh, where we were saying, you know, me, you and Jake, we were saying that Chris Galvin was going to have a better season than Mike Evans. And you were saying, Oh, Mike Evans, he scores so many touchdowns, yada, yada, yada. And this season has been the complete opposite. He just has not scored at all. And we nope. talked about that.
1: Nope. He has not scored at all.
0: Yeah. But those are really the guys that you're looking at for this game. There isn't anybody like too under the radar at this point.
1: See, I actually like DJ Moore as as, as a start this week. I I actually like him a fair amount. Really interesting. Yeah, I do. I do. I have been to the top twenty play this week. I I would give him a go. I think he has looked. He has looked so good with Sam Donalds. He he's looked good with anybody. It's not. It's not been named Baker Mayfield. He's mm-hmm. looked. He's looked quality. So. I think that's just the 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 name of the game is that anybody with that, with name value, you start with Baker Mayfield and he's useless. So Cooper Cup essentially would be useless with Baker Mayfield. So good thing a, that Cooper Cup is not playing right now. Um but with that being said, yeah, I do like I do like DJ Moore a, a significant amount this week uh going up against Tampa, even though it's not it's not been the best season for DJ Moore. He's managed to put together some solid back to back weeks. Um, But I believe he scored a touchdown in in both of those games as well. And this is a game that Carolina has got to bring it because this is their season. If they win, they have a chance to win this division next week and somehow quite improbably make the playoffs. And it would be it would be an unbelievable. It would be a turnaround unlike we have ever seen.
0: Probably not since they trade
1: their best player. They trade their starting quarterback. They completely strip it down and they still managed to make the playoffs, that would be a minor miracle unlike anything I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. I mean, not even like they put, not even traded, they put bigger Mayfield on waivers. Yep. Yep. That's true. And, you know, they might be making the playoffs. Yep. And that's, it's crazy. I mean, this is probably the greatest in-season turnaround I've seen in the NFL so far uh, that I can think of at the moment. Because I can't really think of too many.
1: I'll give you a bold prediction. You ready? Yep. Carolina wins this game. I think they do. I think they win this game. It's just a hunch. It's just a hunch. But something tells me they win this game. They win this game. And they're able to go into next week with a situation where if they are able to win in week 18 against the Saints in New Orleans... They'll make the playoffs and they'll win
0: the division. This game, this whole season for the Panthers is like the plot of Major League, but with football. Yeah, but like, not to get too zeroed in
1: on on offseason stuff. We've all offseason talk to talk about this kind of stuff, but it, can the Saint can the kind of Saints can the Panthers do anything else but bring back Steve Wilkes as their as their coach if they win the division?
0: Well, I mean. The I don't Raiders? think they can. They have to bring it back. Well, you see what the Raiders did after, you know, Rich Bisaccia, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, that was a, du- but that was a dumb decision. That the- yeah. I wonder
1: because um, uh, you, you'll know this. What's the, um, what's the owner's name for um, Carolina? David Tepper. David Tepper. Yes. Thank you. He's not afraid to go and make splash hires. So I wonder if, if Sean Payton would be getting a phone call, that
0: potentially would potentially interview Sean Payton going back to the division, but for the Panthers instead of the saints, he's going to go for a high profile job. He's not going to go for a, a rebuild like this. No. Well, if the chargers didn't make the playoffs, they probably would have gone for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, everything just lines up for the Broncos uh, to make that kind of move, doesn't it? But that that's for the off season. We have all off season to talk about that, uh, that yep. this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I would. I would actually. The one running back that I would start for Tampa, I would start Leonard Fournette. I would. Yep. Because even though they want to really go to Rashad White, they still have the proverbial handcuffs on Rashad White. They're not letting him kind of take this over on his own.
0: Pun. That's a pun. That's a fun pun. Yeah, they
1: they're, they're they have the handcuffs on the handcuff. They do. Yeah, they have handcuffs on the handcuff. Yep, <laughs> and. And for that with for that was the reason why they won on Sunday. That's the reason why they, they're still even with, in, remotely in this. Yep. So, yeah, I would I would start Leonard for this week. I would. Yep.
0: All right. Um, now, before I forget any. De- are you starting either of the defenses here? Tampa. Okay. Tampa, I would consider. All right. Next, Cleveland at Washington another game uh, or this is, I think the first game that where we're talking about serious quarterback controversy.
1: Yeah. This is the first one
0: with Carson Wentz taking over for Taylor Heineke. Am I the only one that's worried about Terry McLaurin now?
1: Yep. So you should be very worried. You should be very, you're not the only one that's worried about Terry McLaurin. Cause I am as well. So no, you're not. Yes. Because I am. Oh, yes. I'm very concerned. I am very, very, very concerned. This sucks. This absolutely 100% sucks. But the matchup in itself is not a good one for McLaurin. So if he does put up a dud, I wouldn't be surprised. This does definitely scream like a Curtis Samuel or Jahan Dotson sort
0: of game. Well, I mean, I feel like Jahan Dotson has had a mini breakout over these past couple weeks. A little bit. A little bit. He's good. he's starting to be like that guy, and Terry McLaurin is going to be matched up against Denzel Ward. Yep.
1: Yeah, and the and the um, and the Browns, I believe, are they just about middle and pack of terms of points against wide receiver ones, and they are absolutely dreadful against wide receiver twos. So, yeah, if you if, if I mean, let me just see who they consider the wide receiver two in this offense. It is Jahan Dotson. Okay, so yeah, this does. The conditions do call for Jahan Dotson to have a a a pretty good day.
0: Yeah. The Bra- and the Browns as a whole against receivers are eighth best.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe over the last three weeks, he's had, I think, three touchdowns. I think he scored in the last three games. I'm pretty I'm pretty certain of that. Um he's a top thirty play for me, Jahan Dotson. So I, I would I would definitely consider him as a potential start.
0: Very hot and cold season for Jahan Dotson, and really the whole the the constant with Jahan Dotson being good has been Carson Wentz at quarterback,
1: mm-hmm. and Curtis Samuel too. To be fair, yeah, it's true. So, yeah, I I, I would be starting
0: Jahan Dotson. I would, if only the the lineups for the gay team weren't locked. I would have just picked him up. Although I would have felt I would have felt pretty bad if I had started Dotson over McLaurin and McLaurin had a huge game in the final.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I'm not saying that McLaurin's gonna be bad. He's not gonna be bad. He's still gonna get his, but the ceiling is definitely less with Wentz than it is with Heineken. Yeah. For That's just for- McLaurin. For just Terry McLaurin.
0: Right. Um, and then Cleveland. I don't know. Like, Cleveland's look terrible.
1: Yeah, Sean Watson just looks bad. Um, but you're, oh, I'm so sad about that. Yeah, you're still starting Amari Cooper. You're still starting Chubb, but it's like Sean Watson is just an infectious disease at this point. Because they look, they look so much better. But Jacoby Brissett which is crazy because everybody was projecting that the opposite was going to happen, that they'd be mid with Brissette and then be good
0: with Watson.
1: And I understand that. I understand that
0: football for a year and a half contributes to you not being good at football.
1: Yeah. But he's been back now for just about a month. And, And it's still this, this offense is just anemic. And it's not even just the passing The passing game. Nick Chubb has been terrible. Yep. But you can't sit him. You, you can't sit Chubb. You can't do it. But it just sucks. It just, it absolutely, absolutely sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, Nick Chubb's not been awful, awful. He's had, he says he has like 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns. No, I'm, I'm talking about with Deshaun Watson. Oh, with Deshaun Watson. With Deshaun Watson, he's been terrible. Yeah.
1: No, 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 with, with, um with Brissett, he was great. But with Deshaun Watson, I don't think he's finished as a top 20 running back weekly.
0: Oh, those are awful. Oh, those in numbers f- are terrible. In full. In full.
1: I don't, I don't know what his numbers are. Probably in standard. He probably finished as a top 20 because it's, it's standard or non, whatever you want to call it. But in full. Yeah. I don't think he's finished as a top 20 running back.
0: He has a, the only time he, hit 10 points in full PPR with Deshaun Watson, the quarterback was last week.
1: Well, I got to pull this up now. Yep. Yeah. He has not finished a top 20 running back with um, with Deshaun. And after the buy, if we go, if we go by his numbers after the buy, he's been a top 15 running back twice because he scored. Then outside of those outside of those weeks, he's played seven games after the bye. Two of seven, he's finished a top 15 running back. Outside of that, RB25, RB36, RB29, RB36, RB23.
0: I mean, this is like the extreme of the one downside of Nick Chubb, and that's that he doesn't catch the ball.
1: This is the part of the Nick Chubb experience that we've talked about. If he doesn't score, he's fucking useless. So because you know, he doesn't this, catch, he doesn't catch enough passes to have a stable floor
0: and full point PPR. Like look at the game against Houston or even the game against Baltimore um, in week 15, 21 for 99 looks great. No, I mean, no touchdown looks great. But as far as receiving nothing, nothing that, that uh, 17 for 80
1: and 21 for 99 is good for 27 and 28. In standard and then in full, that is RB36. There you go. Yeah,
0: it's just not. It's not working. He has
1: to score. He has to score. But I mean, yeah. if you have if you have better options, like if you have a Jet McKinnon, and maybe you don't want to trust Chubb, I understand it. I do. I get it. Would I would I have the stones to do it though? No, I wouldn't. Uh-
0: That takes a lot. That takes a lot of stones.
1: (laughs) I would not do it. But if someone has a bigger set of balls than I do, and they could manage to pull that off, God bless.
0: Captain goes down with the ship. At that, like in situations like this, that's the whole. I don't know.
1: But that's exactly it. I would rather go down with the ship at a championship and have Nick Chubb in my lineup, versus go down to a championship without Nick Chubb in my lineup, and he's on the bench and he puts up a twenty-five. Mm-hmm. I would feel like an idiot. Yeah. I would feel like an absolute idiot.
0: Because at least you can make the argument, well, I played the guy. I played the I played the better guy. Exactly. I played a guy that I spent a second or a
1: third round pick on. And instead yeah. of a guy that I picked up three weeks
0: ago. I mean, you could you could think about this and agonize over it forever and ever about sunk cost fallacy versus sunk cost versus immediate rewards and upside and floor and ceiling and all that. And that's what the off season's for. Sure. But at that, at some point you got to think of it. You just got to think about it. You have to make a decision for yourself. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, that's about it for this one. I think, I don't know. Would you start any of the defenses? No. Okay,
1: cool. Uh, no, Washington, maybe. At home, yeah, maybe.
0: Okay, cool. Next game, Jacksonville at Houston. This is Houston's, one of Houston's two wins uh, was against Jacksonville uh, in Jacksonville. But at this point, I mean, you're starting your guys with Jacksonville. They've looked very good.
1: Yeah, this is very simple. This is very simple. You're starting your guys. Yep. You're starting Trevor Lawrence. You're starting Travis Etienne. You're starting Christian Kirk. You're starting Zay Jones. You're starting Evan Ingram. Done. Yep. Easy enough. Easy enough. And honestly, I would consider Brandon Cooks here in a pinch. I would consider it. Nine targets last week. The only real threat in this offense sucks. He's not, he wasn't on a better team because I think he would be, he still has something to offer. Um, but he's a volume play. He would think and the same. You would think
0: the same thing. He probably thinks the same thing that you do. He will probably wishes he was on a better team because at yeah. this point he's just this just basically wasting his talents for a season. He's
1: wilting. He's, he's wilting away with the Texans. Yeah, in a in a very very big way. And Jacksonville, Jacksonville defense. I would, I would start. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I would start here. But Etn. ETN is is the MVP guy that I'm looking for here. I I do think he has a really good day.
0: Oh, I wonder why you're thinking that. Why? Well, you have him in the guillotine. Oh. <laughs> no, whatever. I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm just saying, like, I wonder why you're hoping that he has a big a big day.
1: I wish I wish I knew where I had most of these guys. I have too many t. Te- I have too many teams that I that I manage. So it's like I don't know where I have x of these guys
0: okay yeah i did
1: i did forget that idtn on that team yeah all right (laughs) cool cool so he's gonna suck
0: awesome oh great great for me
1: he's gonna suck
0: brilliant uh next four o'clock oh god this is the fuck josh mcdaniel's portion of the show fuck josh mcdaniel's
1: i'm not gonna say a word i'm just gonna let adam have his moment because th- this is his guy. This is his guy that was just hung out to dry. So I know Adam, please by all means.
0: Poor Derek Carr, he just he's done. He got done so wrong by the, by the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders throughout his entire career, basically since he broke his ankle in 2016. And the fact of the matter is, is that. You know Josh McDaniels is such a bad coach that he more or less played Derek Carr off of this team just because of how horrible the situation is. They traded for Devontae Adams to play with Derek Carr. How do you gonna, think he feels right about now? And they're going to cut Devontae Adams. Also signed a gigantic contract with the Las Vegas Raiders and his best friend. His were they roommates in college? Probably. Yep. Yeah, they were. Uh, his best friend, his college roommate at Fresno State, is going to be off this team in the offseason, most likely. Yeah. And you know, they were not benching Derek Carr for performance-related issues. They were benching him. This is the uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, Wilkerson situation. Jets fans remember this. He was benched in late in 2017 because his contract, if he got hurt, it would become guaranteed. It's guaranteed due to injury. Um, so that is the reason that Derek Carr is being inactive. And he basically, they were like, go home, pack your stuff. He's not even with the team at this point. No. And I,
1: I believe also that was self-imposed. I don't think that was the Raiders sending him away. I think that was Derek Carr that said, all right, I'm just not going to be around this, which I don't blame him.
0: I don't blame him really. I mean, he's got to feel terrible. Like he, he put, you know, seven years, seven, eight years of his life in to into this team. And then he's just going to be cast away like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, it sucks. It, it, it absolutely sucks. Um, but this is the situation that they are in and they have to go with. With Mr. Stidham and I would without question, say the Niners are the best defensive play of the week.
0: That sounds about right.
1: I had my moment with Dallas where I thought about it for a split second, but then I realized stick to my guns and say that the 49ers are the best defensive play of the week. And they are without a doubt.
0: Yeah. The real question for this game. And instead of one player who's underrated one guy who um, you're just looking at in this game as a whole is Joshua Jacobs. Because what do you do? Well, him and Devonte Adams. But like, what do you do? I was gonna say, speaking of the selfish one. Yeah.
1: Speaking of the selfish one here, I know okay. you do. I know you do have Josh Jacobs. I know that. I do. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, you got to play both of them. You have to. But it's not just me. Everybody. A lot of people are kind of like you know panicking, running around the room, thinking, "What am I going to do with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams now that Derek Carr isn't the quarterback?"
1: I still think both are going to be fine. I I think especially with I think they're going to especially have to throw the ball, so I'm a little less concerned with Adams than I am with Jacobs. But I think they're going to have to throw the ball here, and there's nobody in this offense that gets as much targets as Devontae Adams does. So, even despite the terrible showing last week, I still think that they are going to be fine. But I, I say so. that I say that there with significant hesitation. If I choose one that I'm more comfortable with, it is Devontae Adams.
0: I'll tell you, I'm not exactly confident. I'm not brimming with confidence. You shouldn't they? To should, should not with be. To start Josh Jacobs. Should not be. <laughs> because not only is a backup quarterback going to be playing in this game, but it's going to be against. One of the best defenses in the NFL, if yep. not the best defense in the NFL.
1: Correct. Correct. It's scary. It's scary. No doubt about it. And honestly, those are the only two raiders that I would consider. I would not consider Hunter Renfro. I would not consider Darren Waller. Uh, it is Adams, it is Jacobs. I would still start both of them, but I'm less concerned with Jay with Adams, excuse me, than I am with uh Josh Jacobs. And we do officially have a word two fifty two pm on Thursday that Tony Pollard is out Todd yep. Archer Todd Archer just uh tweeted it out yeah but but you all knew that at the start of the show
0: correct um <laughs> Josh Jacobs also he's a free agent. yes he is so yes, he know, is that's a whole off season of discussion mm-hmm.
1: Indeed, but you are also you're, you're starting all your 49ers. Yep, that's it. That Brock Purdy is a great QB stream this week. I like him a lot. You're starting McCaffrey. Uh, you're starting Brandon Ayuk. If Debo Samuel does somehow make it, I would probably say start him just because you know the matchup's great. And that guy George Kittle, yeah, you start him too.
0: Oh, that guy George Kittle. Love George Kittle.
1: Yeah, I hope he. Uh, I hope he stops his stuff. I'm sure you do. I hope he stubs his toe.
0: Okay, real quick. Vikings Packers. We didn't cover your Jets. Oh, do we have to? Well, I could make it quick. Okay. Well, Jets Jet Seahawks in Seattle, Geno Smith revenge game. Mike White's coming back. Love to see it.
1: Hey, it's a boost for the entire Jets offense. Yeah. Mike, White, Mike White, I would consider as a stream. So you could go ahead and stream him. Uh, and Knight, I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it, honestly. Um, and then Garrett, Garrett Wilson, yes. Garrett Wilson, absolutely a thousand times yes. Start Garrett Wilson. Um, I would bet that he probably looks like Jerry Rice out there on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks with Mike White versus
0: Zach Wilson. Yeah, well, I think the one thing, and I'm sure you noticed watching on Thursday, um, team with Zach Wilson at quarterback, teams just stack the box. Yep. and they did, and that's why the Jets' running game has been terrible.
1: Yeah, but what I will say, what I will say also, and I think I'm going to backtrack to uh, the whole Zon of a Night thing is looking at his numbers with Mike White versus what they've been with Zach Wilson and Chris Trevler, completely different guy. So I kind of take that back. I'm going to backtrack, and I'm going to say I actually think I would just looking at the numbers here, I think I would start Zon of a Night with with Mike White three games. Knight has averaged just under 16 carries from what it looks like. He's been at about 77 yards per game if my math is quick math is right. And Seattle allows the second most fantasy points to running backs. So if the play calling is lining up with what we've seen with Mike White, yeah, I think Donovan Knight could have a good day. So yeah, I think I would start Donovan Knight and I would start Garrett, Garrett Wilson. And for Seattle, you're starting you're starting your Seahawks. You're starting Geno. Uh, you're starting Kenneth Walker if he plays. You're starting Tyler Lockett if he plays. But the one guy here that I'm looking for that I'm looking at for a big day is DK Metcalf. I think he has a huge day. Well,
0: that's what we talked about in the review show about DK Metcalf versus Sauce Gardner.
1: And I can't wait to watch that matchup. That's going to be excellent stuff.
0: Yep. Must see TV a, for sure. In a Gino, in
1: a Geno Smith revenge game, too.
0: Yeah, that is true. Very true.
1: Now I got a guy, a guy that Jets the Jets really should have looked at. Yeah. He's a talent. He's a talent.
0: Yeah. When he was here, he threw like a million interceptions. Yep. And he got punched in the face.
1: He did. He did get punched in the face.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay. Now let's move on to the Brett Favre Bowl. Yep. Shall we? Sure. Uh, Minnesota at Green Bay. Um, You like all your guys for Minnesota at this point.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. That's about. Yep. I mean, I don't know. Are you starting Aaron Rodgers here? Yeah, I would.
1: At home, at home versus the Vikings, who are absolutely terrible defensively. Yeah, I would. I think there's going to be a lot of points here.
0: I think so, I mean, too. I don't
1: think I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to put up the 184 and two against Jair Alexander that he did in Week One. But I still think Justin Jefferson's going to score. I think he still has a really really good day. Uh, he'll probably he'll probably still somehow get nine ten catches again for over a hundred yards and a touchdown.
0: Oh yeah, that was this year. That that unbelievable. Like I literally could not believe how busted that coverage was. That was Honestly.
1: that was week one. That was week one. That feels like lifetimes ago. Yeah, that was my welcome to uh, having Justin Jefferson. And let me tell you, even though I'm out in that league, and I don't have a Justin Jefferson share anymore, let me tell you, that was a pleasure of a lifetime. I'm sure that was awesome.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: That was awesome. I cannot wait to have Justin Jefferson again next year. He,
0: he's fun. He's a fun guy.
1: Love him. Absolutely yep. love him.
0: Okay. Anything else for this game? We can move on to the Battle of LA.
1: Um, I will say, Alan Lazard is a fantastic play. The Vikings are dead last in defending outside receivers. And if Christian Watson doesn't play, then Alan Lazard is, he, he's golden. Golden. I, th- I think if there's no Christian Watson, book it. bold prediction: Alan Lazard scores.
0: Honestly, I don't even think that's that bold of a prediction. I feel he hasn't like Aaron Rodgers week
1: nine. Really? Yep, Alan Lazard has not scored since week nine. Aaron Rodgers loves Alan Lazard. Well, he's loved Christian Watson a whole heck of a lot.
0: Well, I think. Well, maybe that's that's what it need. That's what they need. And this for- is a
1: soft matchup this week? Much better than it was last week. For sure. For sure. So. Lazard, Lazard with no Christian Watson. Oh, yes. Yep. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Um, Real quick, the Battle of L.A. Yep. Austin Eckler on the injury report, but also Aaron Donald, doubtful. So if, if uh, things go the way of Austin Eckler where he does play in this game and Aaron Donald does not play, that's going to mean great things for Austin mm-hmm. for sure. He is. I'm sure he's starting himself this week if he's in any fantasy championships.
1: So I've he- I've heard that there is a chance that the Chargers do hold out Austin Eckler because they've already clinched a playoff spot. They're only playing for seeding at this point. I've heard there's a chance. Interesting. I've heard there is a chance. So keep that in mind. Um, but I think if, if Eckler wants to play and he thinks he can give it a go, I think that I think they would give it they would give it a go. Um, but with that being said, he's not my favorite running back of this game because that's Cam Akers. Well, obviously. Great guy. Great guy. Absolutely love him. Uh, Jake and I called this. Uh, we were right, and all the people out there were wrong. All those people suck. They're terrible individuals. Uh, Cam Akers is great. Stardom. He scored six touchdowns since week 14. He's awesome. Great guy. Love him. Cam Akers. Yep. Roll him. So now with no Adam, we will finally finish this up. Uh, We are going to then go into Sunday night. So Pittsburgh and Baltimore. With Pittsburgh, it's a bit of an interesting one, isn't it? Just because they've just been so hit or miss with really all their guys, whether it's been uh, with whoever's been a quarterback, Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, Najee Harris, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, I still think Najee Harris is worth a bit of a start. Deontay Johnson as well. Uh, George Pickens, it's a risky play, but I think the big playability that he has with Kenny Pickett at quarterback, I think that makes it makes it a little bit of, of an interesting sort of start, but might be a little too risky, and I understand that. And then Pat fryermuth I absolutely would be giving him a go as well. And then for the Ravens, it looks like there's going to be no Lamar Jackson again. So Tyler Huntley would be the guy, and the only two Ravens that I would consider starting is are JK, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews. Uh, defensively, I think I would give both defenses the start. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair because it's just really what the Baltimore Ravens do. They just thrive in these low-point games. Um, so I think both defenses are are worth giving a bit of a start. And then finally, Monday night, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Very simple. You're playing all your guys. Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, uh, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. I would even start. I would even start Gabe Davis in in this matchup. And then Dawson Knox, I would consider starting as well. And for Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. No Tyler Boyd. Don't do that. And then none of the tight ends for Cincinnati. Play your guys. Start your guys and enjoy what probably is going to be one of the games of the season on monday night which will determine a lot of fantasy championships so definitely sit back enjoy it and good luck to everybody in their fantasy championships in week 17 this has been the basement talk podcast fantasy show this has been the week 17 preview stay tuned for saturday morning where adam and i will be doing the fantasy mailbag so of course if you want to send in your questions please go ahead and do so you have approximately i would say about two hours to do it if you're listening to this on thursday adam and i will be recording that at around 5 p.m on thursday so submit your questions we already have a ton of questions lined up thank you so much everyone who has submitted their questions already so continue send those questions in we will answer them and we will see you on saturday so for adam who is already departed i am Bert. thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one bye bye